Hello and welcome to Crab Cakes and Football. That's what Maryland does. I'm Travis Ware alongside my brother Eric Ware and it's time to overreact to week one, baby. Let's go. We are Marylanders. We like crab cakes. We like football. We like to talk about such things. Again, like I always like to say, we have no business having a podcast about football. Absolutely none. Never been in an organized league as a player or coach or Anything? water boy. Uh, nope. So we just love to watch football, love to talk about it. So put a mic in front of us and see what happens. But before we get into all that, Eric, how you been? How's your week been? Uh, well, the week's been great. You know why? Because football's back. That's why. That's right. Other than that, everything's going well. How about you? You've well, had some fun adventures so this week. I've had a roller coaster this week. So I went and saw the Baltimore Orioles game up. They lost 17 Wait, to 4. Game, hold on, hold on. Okay. Lost 17 to 4. Way down. Uh, Struts concert afterwards. Amazing. If you have a chance to see him live, go do it. And then we had a flood yesterday in the apartment. It was literally raining in the master bedroom and bathroom. Literally raining. Um, so a lot of fun. Why we're recording on Thursday and not Wednesday. So here we go. We got to overreact, right? Uh, that's what we do for week one, right? But before we get into over overreactions and whether we need to underreact, overreact, or just let it play, yeah. let it lie, let's just do one-liners on every game. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. All right. So, opening game we want to talk about and hit on, Chiefs over the Cardinals, 44-21. to Eric, what do you got as your one-liner? So, kind of funny, because after hearing what... Uh, the Cardinals head coach said about the game, but what I have for my one liners, coaching matters. Cardinals looked unprepared. Yes. Uh, my pretty much one liner is uh, Mahomes gunning for MVP, Kingsbury done. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, cards are done. Kingsbury's done. Like if they're looking this bad early, like I feel like they've been strong early and yes. bad late. So in the season. So this is a very bad over. They came out. We're going to talk about coaching, I think, a lot in this show, but they came out just really poorly coached, and when you're facing Andy Reid in September, that's not how you're going to win football games. Patrick Mahomes, like 18 touchdowns, no picks, and game openers, undefeated, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. All right, next game, we got the Vikings, 23, Packers, 7. I got Jefferson is insane. I got Jefferson <laughs> is now Cooper Cup. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what they did. Cooper Cup, yeah, they're Cooper equal. Cup. He's, they use him just like he used Cooper Cup when he was coaching in Los Angeles. Yeah, Los Angeles, so same thing. Yeah, same, same style, place, same coaching style. Emotion, same, doing yeah. everything. He's Cooper Cup. Vikings offense is going to be a juggernaut. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all right, what, what's the next game? Uh, so next game I got is uh, Chargers Raiders, and my one line for that is Mac is back. And he had three sacks. That's a lot of rides. <laughs> Good God. I just have an interesting stat for this game. This okay. is Derek Carr's first three interception game since week one of 2018. What did they wow. do in 2018? Uh, they went four and 12. Uh, so let's see how the season plays out. That doesn't bode well for anybody in that organization. <laughs> no, it does not. All right. Washington, Jacksonville. We talked about whether or not we had one words for these one-liners. I actually do have one word for this one. You know what my one word is? Wentz? No. Meh. 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 I just put all faces of Wentz. Yeah, I mean, that works. <laughs> I mean, but I, just, I look at both of those teams, and I was not impressed at all. Like, they were both, to me, the definitions of mediocrity. 
Yes. Uh, the one thing I will say is I think the commander's receiving core is very interesting. If it stays healthy. Right. If it stays healthy. With really, the if is Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Yeah, pretty but much. Big if. All right. So next, by the way, game was 28-22. Commander's won. Uh, next game, Bucks 19, Cowboys 3. I got Dallas is dead. Dang. That might be an overreaction. We'll get to that later. But I'm actually around the same thing, but I have contender versus pretender. Ooh, I, think I like we know that. I which like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Next, we got Giants 21, Titans 20. What do you got? I called it, baby. <laughs> the New York Giants are back in health. And injuries matter, or health, well, duh. Health and coaching matters. New coach, everybody's back to put up the numbers you expect, right? Down Jones driving the bus. You got Barkley putting up over 100 yards rushing. That's what they need to do. Yes. Uh, I just put Saquon needs to stay healthy. Daniel Jones still book out. He had a fumble, he had an interception. Um, so something to look out for uh, throughout the year. But Saquon was nasty in that game. Absolutely. Eagles, Lions. 38-35. Oh, what a game. My one-liner for that one? Not fly, Eagles fly. Run, Eagles run. 216 <laughs> right. rushing yards for the Eagles. But also fly, Eagles fly. Uh, A.J. Brown, 10 receptions, yeah. 155 yards. So really just lands everything. <laughs> I put the best defense is a good offense. <laughs> yeah, that's how that game works. Yeah, that game was offense, offense, offense on both sides of the ball. Which I actually want to touch on. Lions have a really interesting like offense. Uh, interesting offensive weapons. They have D.J. Chark. TJ yeah, Hawkinson, St. Amonos, St. Brown, and then, of course, running backs, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. Very fun to watch. Um, curious to see how that continues. But anyway, next game, Steelers 23, Bengals 20. What do you got? I got new O-line don't mean better O-line. That's what I have. We All we heard all offseason was Bengals, Bengals, new offensive line, new offensive line, blah, 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 blah. Didn't look so great in that game, did it? Mine kind of relates to this. Mine is Blitzburg was back. Yeah. Because uh, TJ Watt uh, goes down. <laughs> Might be an well, issue, but yeah, we'll see. We'll keep going. Uh, Browns 26, Panthers 24. I got uh, Matt Rule is also done. Uh, so I got fire Matt Rule for yeah, my yeah. one minute, so we're on the same page. I mean, they lost. Done. Forget it. It's over. <laughs> they lost to a Jacoby Brissett. A Jacoby Brissett was 18 to 34, 147 yeah. yards. Like, pedestrian. Right, pedestrian. And it's like, duh, they were going to run on you. And Nick Chubb, 22 rushes, 141 yards. Yeah. Kareem Hunt, 11 rushes, 46 yards. Yeah. Like, that's just, like, as a coach, how do you not know that that's what's going to happen? Like, stack the box and just make Brissett beat you. Yeah. Next game. Bears 19, 49ers 10. Ugly fields. <laughs> Period. That's good. All yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Like the field itself, ugly. Justin Fields threw eight passes, two of which were touchdowns. So, I mean, there's something there, right? Yeah. Like, it, it was completed ugly. Completed eight passes. It is not, yeah, completed eight passes. It was not, uh, it was not pretty in any stretch of imagination. Uh, but they won the game, and in the NFL, that's what matters, right? That's right. So I put ugly game, weather, and play-wise. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, <laughs> what's the next one? Broncos, Seahawks. And this one I think we'll elaborate on a little bit later. My one-liner might not make total sense, but location, location, location. Oh, my God. Location matters. Hey, hack it. The game wasn't in Denver. Why are we kicking a 64-yard field goal? Yeah, I put... 
well officiated, not well coached. Uh, I put a note halfway through that game that that game was actually really well officiated. Like every like close play, the the uh, referees were right on it. I feel like they never get any love. Giving you love for that game. No, nah, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, Texans versus Colts. Uh, newsflash here: you should probably play all four quarters, or in this case, five quarters. Uh, the game was twenty to three until the fourth quarter, and yeah. the Texans just decided, meh, we don't want to win. <laughs> or was it the Colts decided, oh yeah, we're a good oh, football yeah. team. We're playing football. <laughs> yeah, uh. yeah. So I put tie for the win um, because Ooh. they tied and they're both in and first place. In first place. <laughs> so, um, Welcome like to the you, AFC South. Like you said, Texans jumped to an early lead. Davis Mills did the most with the opportunities early, um, but the Colts outgained them 517 yards and 299. So, yeah. yeah. Next, I, I'm going to lead with this one. Okay, go uh, Saints 27 or the Falcons 26. My one line, let Winston loose. Oh. Let Winston loose. Okay, so the Falcons led 26 to 10 with like 12 minutes, 45 seconds left, right? Mm-hmm. Winston leads a comeback. Do you know what his stat line was in the fourth quarter? No idea. So his stat line was 13 of 16, 213 Jeez. yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Let him loose. Well, that sounds like a lot of fourth quarter stats of a guy that used to play for Seattle and now plays for Denver. But my one-liner for that is Falcons blow a big lead. Shocker. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, like, I almost put something about blowing a lead. Like, this is all, like, duh. Like, poor Falcons fans. We've seen this before. Yes. Ravens, 24. Jets, 3. I got one word. Okay. One Duh. Word. Duh. Okay. Duh. Yeah, I mean, right, nobody. <laughs> I agree. I agree. To go on top of the duh, if you have a Joe Flacco-led football team, in fact, I'm going to write a book right now, okay? I'm writing a book. It's called... <laughs> How not to win a season opener. Okay. Okay. I'm going to put Joe Flacco quarterback. Now I'm going to have him throw the ball 59 (laughs) times. Yeah. 59. Against the Ravens. They they did. They drafted Brees Hall, right? Like, and he's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I would know. He's on my fantasy team. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jets. Good job. Sorry about that. Hey, we still won. It's okay. (laughs) Next game, Dolphins 20, Patriots 7. Um, Fast beat slow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> like, That's kind of mean, but I, I mean, like it. Sorry. Uh, Hill and McDaniel were the right moves. Yes. Hill and McDaniel were the right moves. But to go back to like my fast beats, like the story of this game is um, Dolphins 8.2 yards of play. Yeah. Or per attempt, excuse me. Um, and Patriots 7.1. I mean, that's literally the difference of yeah. those two teams and that game. And, and that's going to be all season. That's not just that game. That's the thing. That's how both of those teams are going to play all year. Yeah. Bills, Rams, 31-10. 10 going into halftime. Yeah. What an ending. Yeah. What do you got for that one? I got, where are the toys? Allen Robinson, two targets, one catch. Cam Akers, three rushes, zero yards. Both players need to be involved in this offense for it to take off the way it should. Speaking what of fantasy, glad I didn't drop those guys. I drafted Cooper Cup, though, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, so, I, I think you'll be really surprised because I was kind of riding hard on the Bills in the offseason. But my one-liner for this is Bills, best offense I saw week one. In terms yeah. of just, like, just getting things done both methodically and big play-wise, Josh Allen, he's going to make mistakes, but he is the most athletic, like, 
or like the most talented, I guess, quarterback in most the league. Physically like, gifted. Yeah, there you go. Physically gifted quarterback in the league right now, and I don't even think that's a debate. Because like strength, Running, speed, like, like literally everything. Arm. It's like it's like you took like Cam Newton in his prime, Big Ben in his prime, and put them together. It's like the same, like because like Cam Newton actually could run down the field, where Ben was like and plow through and people. Like, like right. so, you just combine those two things, and that just big arm ability. Like it's it's ridiculous to watch him play. But you are going to get some boneheaded plays. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely will. And that? That was a heck of a week one. <laughs> what a week one. I'm I, so excited for week two. It was very entertaining. It was a very entertaining week. I think NFL is off to a really good start. Which I feel like they always are. Like, they know what games to put week one. Like, just grabs our attention immediately. What a week one. But now we got to decide. Do we need to overreact or not overreact or underreact or whatever? To, to what? What? To whatever we want to talk about. <laughs> you start. What's what's next? All right. So first up, we got we got to talk about Dak Prescott's injury. We do. We have to talk about. It. Is anybody? Here's the question: Is any other show talking about it? Uh, like else? I don't know. Like every show. Okay. But I <laughs> I want to hear your take on this, and then we'll kind of go from there. So I think this might be a shocker. Although when I explain, it, you'll understand. Dak Prescott injury. We are totally overreacting. We are way overreacting. In fact, this might be the biggest overreaction that we have from week one. You know why? Because it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The Cowboys were never in it to begin with. Yeah. It was never their division. He got injured. Well, and like and this thing is... And they terrible. When he got he was playing terrible, and then he went down. What, with like four minutes left in the game? He right. went down, and everybody's like, oh, to, oh, I went to sleep. Sorry, guys. I'm old. I went to sleep before he got hurt. Wow, I had to be at work game, at 3 a.m., so yeah, I was asleep, too. The was already over. Yeah. Like... I believe it was actually already 19-3 or 16-3. Yeah, it was. So, like, it it was over. And I don't under Like, there's no react. Like, this is we knew going in. This is probably the Eagles division. I didn't see anything week one to tell me otherwise. No. But from both the Eagles' performance and any other three teams' performance. In fact, the only team that actually looked good was the Giants. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, I just, I look at this and I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And I've seen Facebook comments of people saying, like, Oh, like the NFC East is wide open now. And it's like, they, they had no. nothing to do with the NFC East. Like, they were never going to win it. They looked horrible. And I don't want to hear, like, the Buccaneers are this great team. Whatever. If you're going to be a contender and not a pretender, then you're going to play well. And 19 to 3 is not playing well. Scoring three points, period, in the in NFL. In the NFL, period, right. in any game. He's never going to get it done. No. So, it's certainly not going to win you division or win you But play. honestly, I think this is this is more, a, like we discussed, their receiving core is dreadful. And this is what happens when you pay a quarterback. Yep. They're paying for the high-seller quarterback. Like, now we got to make all these cuts. And not only did they pay the quarterback, but they paid Zeke. So you got two guys with really high contracts. And they're still and paying for the Smith contract. Rid, yeah, and that means you got to get rid of everyone else. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So what's our next? Do we overreact? Are you well? What about you for Dak? Are you overreacting? Well, or? I I think everybody's overreacting. I I'm fully on board with you. Um, like I it didn't matter. I don't think it matters either way. Like they Agreed. weren't. I the only thing I think this does is maybe solidify that they'll be fourth place. <laughs> right. Like maybe. that. Like that's why I said Dallas is dead. Like yeah. like they're dead. Dead. Not just like oh they're out of the playoff hunt. I well, never thought they were really in it. I I'm but, curious to see what Cooper Rush does with more snaps and more. Like I actually want to see him play. Like what if he plays better than Dak? Oh. Like I'm sorry, but 
Oh, he won a game last year. Question mark. Well, we'll see. We'll have to you keep... can't have a quarterback controversy when you're paying one that much money. But, but we'll yeah. see. Well, I don't know. Matt Flynn, Russell Wilson. But... Yeah, but Matt Flynn wasn't getting paid $40 million. I mean... <laughs> he was getting paid a lot. He was, but not a year. All right, let's, let's continue with some quarterback talk. I got to talk about one that I feel like everybody is overreacting to, and I think it's absurd. And that is Trey Lance. I agree completely. This, 100%. Uh, I, I just do not, I don't get it. Everybody is like already writing him off. Let's bench him. Jimmy G, blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right. First of all, did anybody watch the game? Like, I, I, I legitimately. All, I, I don't think a lot of people watch the game. No, did you even watch like the, the highlights? The highlights. And how they were playing in a flood? Yeah. Okay. Do you know what two games came to mind when I watched that game? Go ahead. Uh, New England Buffalo last year. Yeah. New England won fourteen to ten. Uh, how did Josh Allen do in that game, Eric? Uh, not well. No. Uh, fifteen of 50 percent completion percentage, just like everybody's complaining about Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, and one hundred forty-five yards. Yep. Do we question how good Josh Allen is after that game? No, not after that game. Um, and then you know what other game I think of? Oh, uh, what was that? I believe it was another Forty Niners game. <laughs> it was Forty Niners Washington back in twenty nineteen. Uh, who was their quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, oh my goodness. Oh my. So he went 12 of 21 with 159 yards and an interception. So why are we judging Trey Lance based on this one game? Because that's what we do. We overreact to week one. <laughs> that's what we love to right, do. Right, but like, come on. This and, is getting ridiculous. But the, the, the answer to your question is that for those games, we saw Jimmy G before that game. And we saw Josh Allen before hit that game, right? So like right. we had we have a small this sample is size. our only sample size, and it sucked. But I don't know why we're not saying like, oh, let's not count that because it was you know a flood. Like it right. was absolutely ridiculous. Again, the Bears knew that Justin Fields completed eight passes. Yeah. Their game was not based on passing, and quite frankly, neither was Forty Niners. And uh, uh, Elijah Mitchell went down. Correct. Right. So. That's going to hurt. Like, that's what their team is based on. Their team going into a rainy game. I don't know what their offense is going to look like later. But going into a rainy game like that, your offense is not going to be predicated around Trey Lance. It just no, isn't. it's just not. And to expect him to basically be better than Josh Allen in the same kind of weather is absurd. Yeah, week one on his pretty much rookie season. Yeah, it's his rookie season. Right. Like, it, yeah. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Like, total overreaction. I want you to take the reins on this next oh, one because I know, it, I know. Is it the one we got? Uh-oh. Oh yeah. Is it? Is it the, uh, the the Broncos? Yes. All right. So, first of all, I'm gonna call you out on something here. I think we should just go ahead and just go back to the podcast where we did Coach of the Year predictions, and let's just delete where you <laughs> yeah, threw yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. on there and just pretend that didn't happen. You're right. Because what in the hell was this field goal crap? At that game. First of all, as I mentioned earlier in the show, did we think we were in Denver? Like, we were playing in the thin air, or like, oh, we're going to make a 64-yard field goal? Here's a stat for you that might be a little bit interesting on 4th and 5s last year. 47 teams went for it on 4th and 5. Do you know how many teams made it? How many? 23. That's about 50%. Yeah. 19 field goal kickers have attempted a field goal more than 63 yards. You want to know how many made it? How many? Two. <laughs> Two. Is that 50%? <laughs> Simple math tells you this was a horrible decision. And honestly, here's the thing about Hackett. 
It's not just that decision. Right. That They look like a very poorly... This is the worst leadership I have ever seen since Jubilation T. Corpone. That is... <laughs> oh, my God. That is how bad... What a reference. That is how bad Nathaniel Hackett was in this game. That kind of leadership. And if you get it, you, you get, get it. it. Oh, my God. Oh... Uh, your take? <laughs> oh, oh so by the way, we're all underreacting. I don't care what anybody's hottest take is on this. Put it even hotter because this was absolutely a train wreck. I'm gonna go even keel on this one. Oh, I'm gonna go even keel. I don't think, I don't think it's time to overreact or underreact to this. Week one, it's Wilson going back playing the Seattle Seahawks. It's your first game coaching. It's a loud stadium. Now, I will say, of the three options you had in that moment for that field goal kick, you pick literally the worst one. If you're going to kick the field goal, rush your field goal team out there. You have three timeouts. You could possibly stop them, get the ball back, and move on. Um, but really, you paid Russell Wilson all that money, and you're not going to put it. And, like, you pay him that money for these moments. Yes, exactly. Like, Russell Wilson is known for these moments. For fourth quarter play, for fourth down play, for all these things. This is what Russell Wilson does. However... They fumbled the ball twice at the one-yard line. That's not going to happen. Probably the rest of the season. But I definitely agree. Like, highest penalized team. Again, super emotional game. A bunch of noise going on in the background. I got to watch him another week or two before I make my final decision. All right. I don't think they should fire him, but I think he's on the hot seat. It's definitely one of the worst coaching openers ever Yeah, that I can remember. It was brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. So, moving on from that game, we got to talk about TJ Watt and your Steelers. And my Steelers. Uh, They they won. They beat the Bengals, right? Yeah. TJ Watt was a huge part of that, too. TJ Watt was a gigantic (laughs) part of it. That's why you're Blitzberg back. Yeah. Right? He's hurt. It's tough, right? Because I look at the Steelers... And again, I talk about this all the time, but Mike Tomlin just figures out how to navigate injuries. It's just what he does. And I don't know what the solution is. This sounds like a really big problem to lose the defensive player of the year. But if any team and coach can figure it out, it's Mike Tomlin. Yeah. And so I, I don't think we're overreacting. I think it's a huge thing, but I still think the Steelers will, will like men. Now, are they going to be 14 and three? No, no, but nobody in that division is going to be 14-3. and three. Right. It's going to be a beat-em-up, bruised-up. And they already have one win against Cincinnati, and they got swept by Cincinnati last year. So, Yeah, exactly. And, you know, okay, so I also feel like relating to this game and, like, the whole T.J. Watt thing. So I, I think, like, we can underreact to this. Like, it sucks, don't get me wrong, but like you said, Tomlin has been able to navigate injury, big-time injury, his whole career. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason he hasn't had a losing season because he can navigate through injuries. Um, plus, I mean, as great as TJ Watt is, it's not like they don't have playmakers on the defense. Exactly. Still, You still have Megan Fitzpatrick. Exactly. You still have um, Hayward on the other side. You still right. have all these pieces. So that I completely yeah, agree Yeah, they with. weren't a one-player defense. Right, exactly. They're not. I mean, he's a huge player, makes a bunch of big plays. but um, And honestly, I think it would be curious to see how long he's out. 
Because yeah. they might get him back at the right time. The problem, though, too, is not just when, how long he's out, but what is he going to be when he comes back? Because he could come back right. in six or seven weeks, but that pack isn't, he can't push off and use that bull rush. Like, yes, he's got other moves, but he'll still be at 70 and 80% for a while. And I think it'll really depend on how their season falls and how, like, what the record is at that time. Like, maybe you give him an extra two, you know, two if to three weeks winning, to recover. Why not? Yeah, if you're winning and you're in first place, like, don't rush him back. Like, Keep him yeah. out and let him get healthy because you want to make him run can, in the playoffs. Hell, if you can, just keep him for the playoffs. Right, exactly, exactly. But also related to this game, uh, are people disrespecting Mitch Trubisky? <gasps> people disrespecting Mitch Trubisky since when? Right. When has that ever happened? So I feel like everybody's like crapping all over Mitch Trubisky in this game because they're like, oh, they, you know, they still almost lost, which yes, they did. They did. Um. And obviously the defense carried them through this. Bengals had five turnovers. Yeah, of course. Um, to Steelers zero, and they only lose twenty three to twenty. All right. Yeah. So, first of all, I feel the same way about Mr. Trubisky as I did about Alex Smith. We've had this conversation a lot in the uh, past. Yeah. They both win. They both win. Yeah. Period. Period. So my question: Would you rather have a quarterback that's top five in yards, or one who motivates the rest of his team and actually wins? So would I rather have Alex Smith or Kirk Cousins? Like, Washington right. already answered that question, right? Right. It's and what did, what did it result in? A really good season until Alex Smith, Joe Theismann, his leg. Right. We were 6-2, and two, first place team. First time we were first place. First time we had six wins in the first half of the season in, like, ten years or something like that. Yeah. Like, it was some crazy stat. So, yeah, I'd rather have a, somebody who wins games. Me too. And Mitch Risky wins games. The only season that he's had a losing season was his rookie season. They went four and eight, He went 4-8 and eight as a starter. And then he went eleven and three, eight and seven, and then two and zero was benched for Nick Foles. That made sense. Who went three and five, and then Trubisky takes back over, goes three and three, and they go to the playoffs, and then they get rid of him. Oh. It makes no sense. Huh. Well, what happens if they never bench him for Foles? All mm-hmm. right, and another thing about Mr. Trubisky, um, he's on a new team, right? I, I believe so. Did we forget about that? Nah, I didn't. Uh, so now I'm gonna preface this with he's not on the level of these guys, but think okay. about Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford. Okay. So. Tom Brady, of course, goes to the Buccaneers. And for the first, like, few weeks, it wasn't like he was it wasn't, the Tom Brady that we no, saw at the end of the year. It wasn't pretty. Now, they were 7-5. and five, um, Respectable. And then they, but then they end the season 11-5. and five. Like, so with a new team, took a little while, they end up winning the Super Bowl. They get Bowl. a hot streak, they go win the Super right. Bowl. Okay. Matthew Stafford, same thing. A couple of moments last year where he looked lost, and he looks like, you know, he's... Yeah, what was Doesn't that, really that one what's... game? I think it was a primetime game where he threw that weird interception near the goal line or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what the hell? His like, own goal looked, line. Like, yeah. It, yeah, and it looked like it was like, oh, well, this was a Detroit Lions thing. You can never get the Detroit Lions out of Stafford and blah, blah, blah. And it looked really bleak. Right, exactly. And he started 7-4, and four, still good, but then finished the season 12-5 and five, um, and won the Super Bowl. So, I feel like both those guys were carried by their defense I have a question. Early. Are you saying that Mitch Trubisky is going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I'm not going that far. I did pick far, them to but, go there, so. But, I'm not going that far. But, I'm just saying, like, early in their times. Like, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Early in their new reigns, like, they leaned on, like, other things like the defense. And it wasn't really, like, because even when they were winning, it wasn't, you Putting know, Tom Brady. Yeah, right, right, exactly. It wasn't going crazy and MVP-style play. But. And so, like, why are we expecting this from Mitch Trubisky game one? Because we all agree Mitch Trubisky is not Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford. And I have a question. Uh, what did he do in this game that Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan didn't do? Right. And they're all new teams. And they're supposed to be legendary quarterbacks, right? Right. 
So why aren't we evaluating all of them the same way? Uh, because we all hate Mitchell Trubisky, apparently. But here's the thing, too. Everything you say is correct. And for about a decade of his career, this is how big men won games. Right. He put, like, his numbers were never that gaudy. Like, especially pre-Antonio Brown. It was just, like... Oh, Ben, here's another game where they throw 13 completions for 130 yards and they rush for 200 and their defense got like eight turnovers. Like, And they didn't, they didn't even run the ball against the Bengals. If they start running the ball, Trubisky's numbers are going to be even worse. And then are they going to shit all over them then, even though they'll be winning games by two touchdowns? It's ridiculous. Like, again, a winner. That's all I care about. Is he driving the bus and is that bus leading to a victory? That's all I care about. Yep, that's all I care about as and well. That's so, what happened and they won. And that's why... Tomlin put Mitch Trubisky in. Exactly right. Like a lot of people were like, oh, why do you, why do you put him in? Why He's don't you won. put the rookie in? Because Mitch Trubisky wins. Yeah. So let's see if we can win. Yeah. Why the hell not? Yeah. On the other side of that coin, the oh. Bengals. Is it time to overreact to the Bengals? Are the Bengals dead? Are they going to lose the division? Are they going to end up in fourth? So here's the thing. We cannot overreact to division football games. Nothing matters. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, any division team can beat any division team. It's okay. They'll be fine. Yeah, completely agree. That's fine. I hate that we agree on all these, pretty much. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, Bengals had five turnovers and still almost won the game. They're literally a block field goal. Yeah. A uh, block point after attempt. And a bad ball placement by Jamar Chase. Did you watch like any of the, like the highlights yeah. from that game? It, so literally, it's Jamar Chase just takes the ball from the left side of his body to the right side of his body. It's a touchdown. Yeah, it's and like they a ended whole up other yard basically. Well, it literally would have gone the over zone, the pile. Right. Yeah, in the into the end zone, and then they don't score on that drive. They score on that drive. They win. So literally, those two things, and again, division game. Who cares? Like, anything, anything can happen. Can happen in division yeah, game. anything can happen in the division game. As much as I love the fact that Steelers still got the AFC champs, I'm even not getting that excited about the Steelers because, again, division game. Plus, Joe Burrow is one of the quarterbacks that did not play in the preseason. Do you know what quarterbacks did that didn't play in the preseason? Uh, they didn't look very well. They were 3-8. They, they did not look good. And one of those wins was because two teams that had quarterbacks <laughs> that didn't play. Yeah, like, like so, you know, and he's recovering from an appendectomy. You and I both have had that. You had way worse experience than yes. I did <laughs> with that. So we will not get into it unless you want to but um but like you're sidelined for at yeah. least a week and you know yeah. he talked to in you know you're doing that in an off season with a new offensive line because the offensive line is a lot of chemistry stuff so like you've got to be on point with them so definitely curious to see how that goes going forward but joe burrow's gonna bounce back this week i mean every the thing about it though is like you have to look at that division and every team is at at minimum every team is competitive like, I don't know how good the Browns are, but they beat the Panthers, and they're at least going to be competitive. So Browns are on the division. path that I thought they would be on. So every team is competitive. They're going to beat bad teams early in the season, get Watson back, and they're still going to. I still think they're going to finish around 500. I really do. And I feel like they kind of proved that to me this past weekend. You want to leave the next one? Are we talking about... The Packers again? Are we going to overreact about the Packers? Looking, honestly, straight up miserable in week one. Yeah. They are really bad. And I thought a lot about what you were saying about how, like, oh, Aaron Rodgers has all these different targets, and people aren't going to know who he's going to throw to. It'd be nice if they caught the ball, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you hit somebody in stride, going into the end zone, they should probably catch it. 
Yeah, that was pretty bad. That was like, like what first play of the that game. That was like first play, right? Like way to set the tone for the rest of the game, right? Like how the you, season, it, and that's the problem. But we're all overreacting, right? Right. You know why? Because it's week one. We've seen this movie before. Yeah. How did they look against the Saints last year? <laughs> like they got destroyed. They Horrible. Miserable. That game was thirty-eight and, to three. And that wasn't even a division. Game. This is a division game. That like. Like that, like again, division. Like anything can happen in division, right? Like they all know each other, so like right. it's okay in it's Minnesota. Fine. They will be fine. And if you're gonna take anything away from this game, is that watch out for Minnesota. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I'm not worried about Green Bay. It might take them a while, but they'll get back. We've seen this movie before. Well, like but the Minnesota, like, <laughs> watch out for Minnesota. Their opening week last week, they lost 38 to three to the Saints. And who who has the better roster, the Saints or the Vikings? Saints last Vikings. year, Vikings this year. I would obviously. think the Vikings. Yeah, I would think so as well. Um, I mean, Rodgers in that game was horrible. He was fifteen and twenty eight, one hundred thirty three yards, two picks, and everybody was writing him off, saying like, "Oh, he wasn't with the team yeah, in the off season." Yeah, he didn't, season, run, he didn't play this. this year, and blah blah blah. <laughs> I got to knocking all kinds of stuff down in the room, and there's all kinds of noise. <laughs> two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. I. I <laughs> Bad streak we got going on here. You're making but, more noise than Seattle Seahawks fans. <laughs> but yeah, everybody was talking about like how Aaron Rodgers wasn't with the team, and honestly, I think that's another big problem from this past off season. Again, didn't play in the preseason. You have no Devonte Adams. All these new weapons, not just the rookies, but you also oh, have Sammy Watkins. Right. Like you have what to build chemistry. To build rapport, like, like think about Tom Brady. When he went to the Bucks, what was he doing? He got in trouble because it was COVID season, and he was off trying to work with them. You know, yeah, outside of the practice practices. facility. Yeah, exactly. Sneaking practices in and all this stuff. And so I get getting on Aaron Rodgers about that kind of stuff. It's like, dude, like quit being so Aaron self-absorbed. <laughs> um, yeah, quit being Aaron Rodgers and like be a team player for like once. Um, but no matter what, they end up 13 and four and they're going to play face the Bears this weekend. And what did Aaron Rodgers say last year about the Bears? I don't know what he said. Do you remember that? No. Do you don't remember that? that? When no. he went championship belt and said, I own you to the Chicago crowd in Chicago. Glorious. He owns the Bears. So I feel like a big bounce back game is coming. I don't and it's know. I be... think that might be it. I, I don't know. I think the Bears <laughs> might win that game. I don't know. I think. But we'll see. I think Rodgers is just going to own them in that one. What else we got to overreact to? I believe. Are we at the, uh, well, this will pick your team on this one, right? Yeah. Because you have the Rams and Bills. Do Just the whole game. Overact to, well, first of all, again, I said this earlier in the show, Bills, best offense probably I saw just overall. They were running the ball, running the ball with two running backs, like a lot of balance in the team. Josh Allen doing a little bit of everything, running around, throwing, throwing strikes, like playing really well. What the hell was going on with the Rams? Like, they just, like, again, where were the toys? Like, all you kept saying in our shows is Allen Robinson's going to have a huge year. Allen right. Robinson, Allen Robinson. And I believed you because why the hell wouldn't he in that team? And yet we saw nothing. And then I text you during the game, where the hell is Cam Akers? Right. Like, what did he do to deserve a benching? Like, he's just doing nothing. Like, they literally didn't play him for the first, like, two drives. He didn't even get a touch until, yeah. like, the second quarter. And even then, he still ended and up And he didn't do three. anything. But, yeah, and he ended up with three carries. And I get that he didn't do much in his carries, but three carries isn't enough to get a running back started. Like, you got to push through with your running game. But, I like, they looked bad 
not a division game, so it's not one of those, well, you know, this team knows you well, and blah, blah, blah. But it is against the Bills. Most people have them pegged as a Super Bowl contender. They're certainly a bona fide playoff team. So I don't know. Like, I want to say the Rams are screwed, but I don't know. And their division, although the Seahawks, are, their division looked really bad, except the Seahawks won. And now I'm thinking, like, maybe we've overreacted our whole career about Pete Carroll. Maybe Pete Carroll's the best coach in the NFL. No. Maybe that's an overreaction. <laughs> that would be an overreaction. With the Rams, I'm, I think it is time to kind of be worried about one thing mainly, I think. Okay. And that's their offensive line. That, yeah, I agree. Andrew Wentworth retired. Um, yeah. I think they have some injuries on their offensive line. And their offensive line just looked lost Terrible. in that game. Now. But there's, but there's the also the Bills defensive line. That's what they did in the offseason, right? The whole point was to get Von Miller in, to get Tim Settle, to get the other guy that I can't think of his name of who put up like huge numbers and did amazing. Well, Jordan Phillips. But Jordan Phillips. Like those, and, and forgive me for not coming out with his name because Jordan Phillips, you had an amazing game. So you deserve And Rousseau had a good game. And like, and so like they build that line. So yes, you are right. That is a huge concern. And when you look at like, the Super Bowl that they went with golf, good offensive line. Next season, that offensive line was terrible. Right. And golf looked terrible. So it is a concern. I just said pump the brakes a little bit and see when they play a team that's not quite the Bills defensive line week one. Right. But I, I almost feel like a lot of teams have good pass rushers in the NFC and like yeah. in the whole, you know, whole scheme of things. So like in your division, you have. The 49ers, yeah, defensive front. Bosa, so it's like you got to in your division. You're gonna have to figure it out. And like whether you like P. Care or not, it's like he's still defensive coach. So yeah. maybe you know if your offensive line is that bad, he'll get to you. Like right. So it's just one of those things. Which by the way, back to the Seattle defense, Jamal Adams out again for the season. That's tough. Yeah, tough. But yeah, like I, I think it, it all is predicated on whether this offensive line can figure it out or not. If they can't, then it's going to be a rough season. Because I think when you don't have the offensive line, I think that's why, first of all, that's why you're not going to see you're going to see poor running. Right. But you're also going to see Stafford not be able to use those new weapons because when you don't have an offensive line and you're rushed, you're going to go to who you know. And who do you know? Cooper Cup. Right. And so, honestly, great person to know. It um, is a fantastic <laughs> person to know. But when the teams are triple teaming him and you're not going anywhere else right, and you're exactly. getting blitzed, when you're not getting blitz, fine, because even then, Cup can beat out triple coverage. But if you're getting rushed, and you don't have time, and he doesn't have time to scramble drill and help you out, you, there's nowhere to go. Right. Like, and that's, I, it's not like the offense did okay. They were terrible. Right. Yeah, exactly. And with Stafford, like, it's not like he's... He's not can, mobile. He's not mobile. Like, he can, he can move in the pocket very sure. well, but you have to have... pocket feet. You have to have a pocket yeah. to move in. <laughs> yeah. So, like, really, honestly, that's my biggest worry. Um, and with the Bills, I mean, I put them in the Super Bowl. So, like, granted, I did not think this is how that game was going to go. I did pick the Bills to win. Yeah, you boom. The whole time we were watching, I was like, oh, Travis called this one. Like, yep. not, like perfect. <laughs> but I said it was going to be a close game. The Bills were going to come out on top. Not a close game at all. Did not expect that from the Rams, really. Yeah. I expected, I expected the Bills to put up but, 30 points. Right. But I expected the Rams to the put up, like, put 28. Up like, so here's the thing about the Rams, though. So we're worried about them. But are they in danger not being in first in the West? Ah, that's very interesting because you think about it, and I would say no. Exactly. Because Seattle's got that whole, you know, Geno Smith's their quarterback. Like, but Geno Smith actually looked really good. He, he like, like yeah. not good in terms of, like, I'm not saying he's Tom Brady or anything, but, like, just 
smart wise like just played very smart like yes like his pocket talk about pocket presence there were times where he was like like running in, up into the pocket and, throw, and i was like he did that jump pass thing oh yeah that thing. touchdown pass and over like, over, I mean, over the he, top he every, had yeah. great presence he was calling audibles when they needed to be called he was making like he was making a lot of like honestly it looked a lot like russell wilson out there or even like a Peyton Manning type, like just make. I mean, he was making those type of moves pre-game, and they all turned out to be right. I'm actually gonna go back to your Broncos, like Nathaniel Hackett. Like you think another part that I think makes it like one of the worst coaching starts is it's not like they were beating you over the top. Like you could have literally right. sacked the box. Like Geno Smith was not completing. Like that's true. Like and that's I think absolutely true. and that's why I can't really jump on like the Seahawks bandwagon. Like that was an emotional game, a lot of things going on, right. and they should have lost barring two fumbles and all that kind of thing. But also at the same time, it's like Broncos, you have a good defense. Like, why yeah. aren't you just stacking the box and being like, Gina Smith beat us over the top. Yeah. Cause you can't. Right. And they just didn't do that. And I don't, I don't know why I really don't like, we know the Seahawks are going to be a running team. And then Gina Smith, like what he averaged, like less than like seven yards of completion or something like that. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it wasn't. No, it wasn't lights out offensive football. Right. Well, of course not. And then they're the only team that won. But they're the most like honestly though. After week one, and I get week one over reaction, blah, blah blah. But just watching week one, if you watch nothing else, Seattle Seahawks most complete team in the NFC West. I still think forty like we gotta watch forty ers in not bad weather. Okay, I, I mean <laughs> I agree. And Cardinals were facing the Chiefs, and Chiefs are amazing. In I just think opens. the Cardinals just showed me that they're just they're not ready coaching. Well, I just I don't see them. I, I agree, but they'll they'll win some games off of just pure talent. Like they they will. Oh man, that I think the NFC is a tougher conference than people think. That's true. That's true. Well, I think we hit on all our overreactions, right? I and there was a lot of them. And there I, was. And guess there's, there's going to be a lot of them next week too. There is going to be a lot of them next week. So Speaking guess what we get to do now. Talk about next week? Yeah, that's right. So, I just wrote down, like, games I'm excited for. All like, right. games I want to look at and, like, think they have good implications. Like, very curious to see how they go. Okay, go um, So, I got Dolphins at Ravens. We see the Ravens beat up on the two Jets. 2 one no teams. The Dolphins beat up on the Patriots. Yeah. I'm very curious to see how both these teams go at each other. Agreed. Like, running team against running team. Like, yeah. I'm... I w- this is a game I want to watch next week. I agree. I agree completely. There are two teams that I think are kind of built similarly, actually. And then, like, yeah. uh, except the Dolphins actually figured out how to get wide receivers, but that's a whole other well, discussion. Well, but also Lamar Jackson is extremely dynamic, and Tua is not. No, no, but they like. I think they played not great teams. I, people, some people have the Patriots going to the playoffs. I certainly didn't. I don't think they're a very good team. So, in my opinion. Both teams didn't play good teams last week. Now they're going to play each other. It's kind of the first test for each team. And Agreed. I really, I like, and honestly, I think whoever wins that game is looking really good for the season. Like, oh, they're yeah. They're looking Completely really good agree. for their division, because especially if the Ravens can win, because that division is tough. Oh, yeah. And so if you can jump out 2-0, you might be the only 2-0 team there. Yep, exactly. Next up, I got Colts at Jags. Jags were winning the game against the Commanders. Yeah. <laughs> and probably should have won. And then, of course, the Colts tie. So I'm just, I'm more curious about this game. Like, I'm curious to see, you know, Trevor Lawrence's second week with Doug Peterson, how that plays out. Of course, the Colts figure out, remember that they were playing the game of football in the fourth quarter. 
Um, so very curious to just kind of see how that game plays out. A division game again, of right. course. Um, and honestly, like if the Jags win and the Colts lose, well, whoever wins this game is in first place, <laughs> right? Exactly. Everybody's tied right now. Well, kind of. If you count ties, I guess they're not tied, which is a weird sentence to say. <laughs> Here's my thing about Jaguars that I didn't understand in the game. Like, and I get Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, and like I don't, I, I don't even know what that means anymore because I don't know who he is. Because I feel like I don't know if he's good. I have no clue. No. And I, I just, I really don't. I don't have an answer at all. But my problem is like, why aren't you running the football? They average 6.5 yards a carry. And then I think he, Robinson only had like less, definitely less than 15K. Like, like I think he had less than 10 or he's at 10. Like, he's, why? Like, what? Like, I get Trevor, whatever. But if you run the football and the, or the commanders almost did it, do not have a strong rush de- running defense. Like, right. if, if they have a strength, which I don't know they do, it's against the pass. Run against them. Like, they're terrible against it. And, like, and they looked like there were plays. And then and you don't just have Robinson now. You have ETN. And I know that he also uh, catches passes. But right. he can run the ball. And oh, you can yeah. run. And you can run. So, like, there, I was thinking about the offense, like, you know, where you're just swinging to McKissick and uh, Gibson all day long. Like, they should have been doing that. With, like, running, swinging. Like, they yeah. I didn't see any of that. And it's oh, like, yeah. why are we throwing? It's like, we were either running the football. Jack Byers were either running the football. Or Lawrence is throwing 20 yards down the field. No, that's not how that works. Yeah. It's, I have a question. Like, is Jan, James Robinson is either a terrible person or a terrible practice guy. Because, like, I feel like he gets disrespected by his coaches. Like, he just doesn't get he called doesn't on. Play. But then when what? he plays, he's amazing. Yeah. I feel Give him the football. He's a top three running back, talent-wise. I'm telling you, if he had at least 25 carries, the Washington wouldn't have a prayer. Right. Completely agree. And they just don't feed him. And I do not understand it at even, all. It's just they like, didn't last year, and right. to the point where Trevor Lawrence had to go to the coach and say, "Put him in." Yeah. And then this year, the first game, nothing didn't really show a lot. Like, I mean, he showed a lot when he played, but not in the game nearly enough. No, absolutely not. I completely. I don't know what's going on. They need to be a run first, and let that open up the. That's what you do with a young quarterback. You run the football. Everybody's cheating up the box. And now you can throw your 20-yard passes to right, Lawrence. Right, exactly. But you got to set up the run first, and they didn't do that. Right. And that's ridiculous. Run to set up the pass. I think I'm pretty sure both Robinson and Etienne averaged over six yards a carry. That's ridiculous. How are you yeah. not going to run the ball 30, 40 times? And I, think they, I don't even think they ran it 25 with those two combined. That's outrageous. Yeah, that is outrageous. I... I you're looking at two teams that I'm not sure about their coaches in this game. Like, right. I feel like with Frank Reich, I mean, he's entering like almost Matt Rule territory with all the scapegoats. Like, oh, this quarterback isn't the right one. This quarterback's not the right one. This quarterback's not the right one. And like, and maybe they figured out. I mean, the thing about the Colts you can say is maybe they figured out the fourth quarter. Like Taylor put up the numbers, Ryan put up the numbers, and they did win the football game. So, yeah. So we, I just looked this up. So. James Robinson oh only goodness. only eleven carries, 11 carries, but had sixty six yards, so averaged six yards a carry, one touchdown. One. This one's insane. Four rushes by Travis Etienne, forty seven yards, averaged eleven point eight yards per carry. Like, how are you only running it fifteen times with those? That's two? absolutely outrageous. You should have should fifteen least, apiece. Yeah, I was gonna say at least thirty. That's ap- that is I can't even. And it's believe one thing. It would be one thing if. The commanders jumped out like twenty-eight right. to seven, which didn't happen at but all. That's not what you happened. You had the lead; like you could have yeah. just ran them to the ground, and it would have worked. 
There's no way Washington would have won that football game. Completely agree. All right, what game you got you're looking forward to? I feel like I've been leading this charge. So what do you got on there? So it's not necessarily – it's just teams that are games that I think are super important. Yeah. Bengals-Cowboys. You lose this game, season's over. For both. Yeah. Yeah. Only because Bengals, you're in such a tough division. Right. Like, it's so hard. It's not because I think the Bengals are a bad team or anything like that. I just think, like, you don't want to start owing to an AFC North. You no. Just, you, you don't not do at it. all. With the Steelers and, and, and the Ravens. And I think the Cowboys season's already over, but if you're going to salvage it, you might as well make yourself look good and beat AFC champs from last year. Right. Like, Cooper Rush has to win, like, two of the four games. You know, how he has to win, like, half the games when Dax out for them to even have a prayer. Yeah. Absolutely. And then I have Cardinals, Raiders, somebody going to salvage your season? Right. Are we, like, somebody's got to take control? And honestly, and I know it's his first season, but these are two coaches I have huge question marks. Yes. I think it's ridiculous to say Josh McDaniels is on the hot seat because it's season one, but certainly Clint Kingsbury is. So, like, that's a huge game right there. And I think it's a season salvager for both teams. Literally, Derek Carr's worst game, interception wise, in four years. I mean, that, I think that says a lot about just... And I don't know that it says anything about Derek Carr. Like, right. Derek Carr's a, a great player. Like, I, there's something going on, and I, don't, I think I honestly think Oakland is going to be... Or Oakland, wow. I think Las Vegas is going to be really, really bad. Just a quick note about their offense. Somebody who disappeared in that game? Hunter Renfro. Yeah, where... Well, I, like, I don't get me wrong. That. Obviously, Devontae Adams had a huge game. Of course. Darren Waller had some big plays, but, like, Hunter Renfro was invisible in that game and i feel like that was kind of odd to me because like especially thinking about josh mcdaniels and like wes welker and like all the slot receivers that they've had in new england and then he's just disappeared in that game yeah absolutely gone uh you know what the best game this week's gonna be what is that it's not gonna be tonight's game uh tonight game maybe but i'll put it over that one vikings eagles this could be a battle for number one seed in the nfc I think, but the biggest question of this game is, what can Kirk Cousins do in prime time? Yep. That's That's, the biggest question. (laughs) Honestly, when I was doing my, like, predictions for the whole year, I have them losing that game, this game, for that reason. Because it's prime prime time time. against a good team. Yeah. It's against a playoff team in prime time. That's not bold well for Kirk Cousins. The only team that, like, Kirk Cousins actually has a winning record against is, like, the Packers that have a winning record. I am telling you. I am telling you. If they win this game, you want to talk about overreacting. I will be doing that as well because then you're like, has Kevin O'Connell figured out the code? Has he cracked the Cousins beating good teams primetime code? If they beat the Eagles primetime, that's a huge deal. And they're up 2-0. And at that point, you have to crown them the best team in the NFC. If they've yeah. beaten the Eagles and they're, they've beaten the Packers and the Eagles and they're 2-0, they're the best team in the NFC. Especially if the Packers come out and wall up the Bears, like I'm saying. Like, right. if that happens, then it's like... Oh, I'll go to the Vikings. They yeah. beat these two teams. Yeah, exactly. Definitely, I, I have that game on mind, like, as a must-watch. I, I just think that's going to be a fun watch. you got Justin Jefferson putting up numbers, and then you're going to have the Eagles offense doing what they do, running the ball everywhere. And neither team's defense is lights out. So you know the offenses are going to go oh, yeah. all out on this It's going to be such a like Because the best explosion. defense <laughs> is a good offense. That's right. That's right. <laughs> good old Mike Marks, Dick Vermeule-style Rams football. Right That's there. right, baby. So another one I got to look out for is Seahawks at 49ers. I, the reason I put this on my list is, like, interesting because the storylines. Like, Seahawks come out, Geno Smith, you know... I loved his line after the game when he was uh, getting interviewed. It was, um, you know, everybody wrote me off, but I ain't right back. Yeah. 
Amazing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. I died when he said that. I was like, yes. But like I, this this game, very intriguing. You got Trey Lance, hopefully in a game that's not raining, although they're calling for rain in that game. <laughs> um, so very interested to see. Rain just follows Trey Lance, I guess. But um Seattle, of course, like what are they gonna do coming off that big emotional win over Wilson? Very curious about this. Because as much as I love to overreact and play around and say Geno Smith's MVP and all that kind of stuff, and Pete Carroll's coach of the year, and we were wrong about him. The fact of the matter is, could this have been a case of you have a new coach in Denver and Russell Wilson very emotional, and Pete Carroll knows Russell Wilson, right? So he knows how to defend him. So now let's go this play the 49ers. You're playing, again, essentially a rookie quarterback. Can that defense stop the kind of all over the place weapons that 49ers have? You don't always know where they're coming from and what they're doing. And then can Trey Lance play, hopefully not in the rain, but even if it is rain, can at least play a little bit better and just manage the game. And then what are the 49ers going to do running-wise and what's that going to look like? So I think it's an interesting game, especially, again, since we have no idea who's winning the West right now. Yeah, exactly. And I think this game might have a big... Which I don't know if I would have thought that. Yeah, I would definitely But also back to like the 49ers, like what you know, how are the 49ers gonna defense that Seahawks team like we just talked about with the Broncos? Like, dude, just stack the front and make right. the beach over the top. And I feel I like I feel like 49ers they're are gonna, gonna do yeah, that. Yeah, they're gonna know that. Yes. Um so very curious about that. Of course, Russell Wilson, by the way, another quarterback that didn't play in the preseason, that lost. Um so again, there might be something to this. Yeah. You should probably play a little bit. Yeah, at least a little bit, especially when you're on a new team, new coach, all these things. I think when this guy, if you're playing on like a team where you have the same primary weapons and all that, okay, fine. But like, even when I look at like Aaron Rodgers, like, dude, you have all these new guys, you lost everybody, basically. You've got to play. Right, exactly. Like, this isn't baseball where you have 161 games to figure it out. (laughs) Like, you can start out horrible, and as long as you, the last three quarters of the season, you're good. Like, you miss one, you know... You I mean, last year the, the Braves won the World Series, and they were terrible for the first half of the season. Yeah, exactly. So, but the football is not that way. You only have 17 games. You lose the first four, you're done. Yeah. So, you can't experiment in the first month of football. you got to come out and play and be ready. And that's kind of the point of preseason. Like, just, just get in tune with everybody. You don't have to show your hand, but no. just get some reps together. Yeah, I agree. I'm very curious about Texans and Broncos. Now, I don't care at all about that game, but I, go ahead. I'm curious about this because I, I'm jumping. I'm gonna jump on the Davis Mills bandwagon just because I like to root for quarterbacks that have no business being quarterbacks. Um, wow, so, that's like, mean. like no, I just like no business being starters. Like he was third round pick. If he was on almost what, what pick was Russell Wilson? What pick was Zach Prescott? Yes, what, he was like Tom Brady. Come but on, I feel now. like this is a different age of quarterback. Like draft quarterbacks in the draft get so evaluated now. Like, I feel like you hardly, like, I feel like it's going to be even harder now to find a gem later in the draft because of the way quarterbacks are evaluated. But also, I also feel like there are a lot of teams, that if Davis Mills was on, he would have never gotten a chance in the first place. I agree with that, for so, sure. So, like, sure. I just want to see him succeed. Like, I love, I just, I want to see him succeed. Um, so, I, I'm honestly, I'm just curious about both quarterbacks. Like, Russell Wilson had a great, he, he had a good game, like, had 340 no, yeah. yards sure. passing and everything. but. Uh, I'm curious about watching the coaching in this game. Yeah. Um, Lovey Smith, Nathaniel Hackett. Lovey Smith is very. I love. He's Lovie been Smith's around. Beard, yeah. By the way, that beard. Yeah, that's awesome. amazing. He's got the best beard. Yeah, best beard in football. I mean, yeah, now that Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I was just about to say now that Fitzpatrick's called best beard in football. Um, yeah, unless Dallas brings him back. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh. Uh, 
Oh, it's Patrick. Could be tease for next. Could be tease for next week. Yeah, but I, I'm just curious about the quarterback play, and I do think the Broncos are going to stomp them. But <laughs> very curious because if they don't, that's a very interesting game. I think. Okay. What else you got? Well, the only one I got on my list is um, Washington. Yeah. And uh, a few things I want to tell you about this Washington. <laughs> oh, Did you know that this is the first time the Lions are favored in a football game since 2020? Yes, I actually just heard this on the way to coming Did to you this know podcast. that when DeAndre Swift rushed for 144 yards, he became the first player since Barry Sanders to rush for over 100 yards in the Detroit Lions opener? I didn't realize that, but yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, all this to say, like, we all, everybody's talking about Philadelphia, rightfully so. Yes. Uh, how many points did they lose by? Three. 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 They were there the entire game. Like, they, well, not the entire game, but they caught up. They, like, kept up with them. And this was an offensive shootout game. This, the Lions have a really good offense. Yeah. Like, DeAndre Swift looked great. Uh, on my fantasy team, what up? Brown, eight, eight catches and a touchdown. Yeah, Chark, touchdown. I mean, these like these are all like I think I did not remember this. They mentioned it during the game. T.J. Hawkinson was a Pro Bowler last year. Yeah, so he like was. yeah, so like their they, offensive they, weapons. Got a, they've got a I would say a great tight end or a very good tight end. Yeah, that they're there. The defense, man. But you know what? Same with Washington. Right. And I, I think Detroit's favored by two. Yeah, two touchdowns, maybe. I don't think this is a football game. I think Detroit crushes them. Really? Crushes really? them. Really? You might be right. I feel like I feel like it could be just like 35-22. Like, yeah. like literally, like... I, I agree. Just like, take our... take. Well, I guess that was a Jag score. But like, 30, I don't... Well, I don't know. We probably could score 28 I points. I think it's a 20. Yeah, I yeah. think the Lions defense are going to give up a lot of, like, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think it will be a, a a blowout, per se, but I just think that by the end of the game, there'll just be a lot of distance in between. Yeah, I think it'll be one of those games, like, we've talked, like, I feel like the Lions will just jump out early, and they'll just stay out. Yeah, exactly. In the lead. Like, we'll always, the Commanders will be two touchdowns behind. We'll yeah, score, Commanders, no yeah. score. Commanders will always be trying to play catch-up in this game, and they'll never really be in it. If that makes sense. I agree. I agree. But I think the Lions are really intriguing. And especially if, if the Packers aren't as good as they looked on week one, then, I mean, of course you got the Vikings to contend, but, I mean, the Lions could very well compete for a walk-off. Yeah, very well. They looked really good. Yes, and I don't they did. Against the good Eagles team. Something that we're not reacting to, it's the Lions. And it's because they lost, and I get it. But, like, they looked really good. Yeah. Looked really good, especially offensively. See what the defense does against a team that's not spreading the ball around and giving AJ Brown 155 yards receiving. Like I think that adding that to their team uh, is incredible. What they is needed exactly what they needed. Well, if you think exactly. about it, it's almost the same way as like adding Hill to a team like Miami. Yeah, like you get that vertical threat on a team that's like pretty solid everywhere around an offense. You get that home run ball yeah. opportunity. It's like all right, just give him the ball in his hands and he can take it 70 yards, even if it's a bubble screen. Like yeah, and it's the same type of player. So. Um, yeah, and then we got to talk about the game that's happening pretty much right now. So, Chargers at Chiefs, this game is awesome. Like, what a booking for your first prime game. Yeah. Um, prime video game. <laughs> I honestly just want to watch. Like, I got nothing. Like, I'm very curious about the Chargers because what I will say about the Chargers, they won, but Derek Carr threw three picks and they 
only won by one score. That, that's so, true. Again, I'm still going to uh, go with Brandon Staley's on the hot seat this year. Like, it, that's a game they should have won dem- commanding lead. You know, they should – which it, it, the Raiders were never really in it. Like, it was kind of that game we were just talking about, that type of game. But still, for it to be a one-score game and Derek Carr looked that bad, like, that right, worries me. I'm going to – it doesn't worry me for tonight. You know why? Why? Uh, I have a question for you. How many games has Justin Herbert lost at Arrowhead Stadium? Uh, I don't know. He's 2-0 and in Arrowhead Stadium. Oh, wow. He's never lost a game in Arrowhead Stadium. And where's tonight's game? Arrowhead Stadium. So, Chargers win. That's what I got. That's my take. <laughs> All right, I got Chiefs winning. Mahomes look way too good. I think I, he even made a comment about it. Like, he... You could tell he's a little salty that, like, literally all offseason, everybody's talking about Herbert, Burrow, everybody but him. And Juju Because Smith, we've seen him before. Right, we know I mean, he's good. Like, the others is kind of like, can they keep going? Yeah, Josh Allen. Mahomes like, is good. Mahomes is good, always been good, and it's just like an even keel. Like, That's why, why I, LeBron James doesn't win the MVP every year. Right, right? exactly. Like, we know this. We expect this from you. Like, somebody else at, like, it's got to be There's somebody no story else behind it. Right. Right. There's no like, oh, you were this, and now you're this, blah, blah, blah. But I, after that showing last week, five touchdowns, granted, what are the Cardinals, what are their practice habits? Obviously, <laughs> Apparently not great. Not great, which I don't know how a coach calling out their own practice habits is good for your brand, but whatever. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster did exactly what I thought he was going to do. Like, I really think he's going to revive his career here. Having Travis Kelsey being able to pull um, coverage away from him and just being able to be schemed open and have a quarterback that can actually throw. Um, can throw you can throw you open and can scramble and give you time to get open. Yeah, exactly. And have you play those scram- scramble drills, which honestly, Schuster, beginning of his career, did that with Roethlisberger all the time. Right. Like, oh my God. Because Roethlisberger's always been the guy to- that yeah. held the ball too long. Exactly. exactly. So. You know, obviously he was good at scramble drills with that. And so you have that taken away. You have MVS as your over-the-top. He didn't do much, but he had, you know, one or two good plays. You know then... what? Sometimes with that, all you need is that threat. Like, right, as long as exactly. the threat's there, and as long as the coverage goes elsewhere, you don't even have fine. to complete a pass to him. No. You can literally just throw it up to him, and as long as it's close, that threat stays alive. Especially so... pass interference is called. <laughs> right. that makes it even <laughs> exactly. better. Exactly. So I really think this offense, like, they lost Tyreek Hill, but it's like they lost Tyreek Hill – but game two, it's like instead of one step forward, two steps back, it's one step back, two steps forward. Like, I, you know, Tyreek Hill is amazing, but I feel like they're going to be able to spread the ball around. I think Mahomes is I, – I think that five touchdown, no interception, like we could see that a lot this year. And I do really believe gunning for MVP. So I'm going to pick the Chiefs tonight. You got the Chargers. I was right week one. That's right. So we'll have to see. We'll have to keep this a running thing. We'll Thursday night to. football. Apparently we're just going to pick different teams. <laughs> yeah, apparently. All right. Well, till next time. Have a great weekend. Enjoy some football. If you enjoyed this as much as we did recording it, please like, follow, subscribe, share. If you didn't, just act like it never happened and move along. We totally understand. Have a great weekend.